today's topic is the, the concept which is known in Halach as Yichud that there's a prohibition for a man and a woman to be together in a situation of seclusion some of the halachas are actually derived from this week's parsha. talks about the situation where a woman who's the sota, who's been suspected of improper uh, actions, inappropriate actions between herself and another man somebody other than her husband but the Torah presents in the, in the concept of that they were, they were besacer they were in, a, in seclusion uh, the specific scenario of the site of the Torah is not the regular day of Yichud. That's talking about a situation where a woman has been warned prior about the specific man not to be in seclusion with him, and then she ignores that warning. So that's the scenario of a soita in the parsha. But the concept that a woman should not be in seclusion with another man that is accepted by most poskim to be a dindaraisa that a woman, a man, and a woman cannot be together if they are rias one to the other. So a woman who's married being in seclusion with another man or a woman who's an erva between the woman who's a nida so the, the, the uh, timers of Chazal even women who were not married would be going to the mikvah because they lived in a world where there was truma and taharas etc so even a woman who was not married would, would, need, would need to maintain a tahara state in order to not be matama the kalim and the food etc in the home so a woman who was not married and wasn't a nida theoretically is permitted to, to, so on a, on a Torah level such a woman would not, would not be a situation of Yichud um, the Gemara says that there was a dindra bonon that they made Yichud in that situation unless they're married they shouldn't be together even in that situation but nowadays most women who are if they're not married there's no reason to go into the mikvah actually there is a discouragement of women like that. So a woman says, you know, I want to be very holy, like, you know, before the Yom Tovim, I want to go to the mikvah, it looks like men do. So we discourage that um, because of the, that acts as another barrier between the people acting improper. Here's the woman this is prohibited at a, at a, on a needle level, um, which, if you take that away, so you have one more barrier which is removed, which is not a good idea. So that's um, so. Nowadays, we were talking about it not not a rabbinic prohibition, but a Torah prohibition, like most poskim. Any woman who's an erva. Now, the direct arayas a, a, of the lining succession of parents and and, and and children, parents, grandparents, great grandparents, children, grandchildren, great grandchildren is not prohibited. But other arayas are prohibited. So, a man with his aunt, his mother's sister, is not going to be mutter. The bnei of yichud, even though they're related. That's not going to make a mutter. In some ways, that's a more complicated situation of of of, of, of yichud than others. There's a fascinating Rabbi Yona. Rabbi Yona says that um, not about yichud specifically, but about the general idea of making making gedorim, making fences around mitzvahs. So in the Sefer Shari Shuba the Sefer is built, we mentioned this before, that the, the, there are four Sha'orim, four sections to the Sefer. Rishonim used to refer to the sections as, as Sha'orim. Uh, Chazal actually did that. The, the Babas are divided into three Babas, the gate. It's a Sha'ar. So the three Babas are the three Sha'orim. So um, the Sefer is divided into four sections. The last section deals with Kapora, cleansing yourself from sin. But the first three deal with Shuba. And the first three sections dealing with Shuba, the, the first one deals with how to do Shuba properly. It gives you the different parts of what, an, what a valid Shuba is. What do you do to be able to do Shuba properly? Now, the second section deals with the motivations why a person wants to do Shuba. And the third section, which is the longest of all, addresses what you have to Shuba about. See, in the context of the third section, what you have to Shuba about, he starts with 
the way he approaches it is let's take what seems to be people's mind the least significant of all mitzvahs and point out why it's very important and etc etc so the first thing he deals with is the rabbinus the people take their rabbinus they don't take their rabbinus so seriously because it's only the rabbinus right? we've all heard that phrase eh, it's only the rabbinus so he says well many of the rabbinus are there to act as a protective fence around the derises which Chazal put in place so if we want to see how we show our our awe and our yira and our respect for a mitzvah it's by how, how much we're willing to put a fence around it um, if the actual act itself doesn't really bother me that much, so I don't feel a need to create a protective fence around it. If it's something, gives a marshal of a fire is burning, there's a burning building, and I see this burning building, so I don't say, let's get as close as possible to see. I say, you know what? Fire, fire is dangerous any moment. Uh, a, the wind could come and turn it, flames could shoot out. But let's stay far away. We, we don't, I, don't, I like, prefer not getting burned. Right? So I want to say in a distance. Um, that shows how much I'm scared of the, the actual situation by how much I want to make a distance. So the Midrabonans are what show our real fear of what an Aver is. So Yer Shemayim is measured by your, how much you keep your Midrabonans. That's how he writes it. How much you keep together shows how much Yer Shemayim you have. But I don't know here Shemayim. No, no. Tell the other one we do it. So, like, no reason to make protect- protection because I don't mind if we do it. If I'm scared, very stiff of doing something wrong, I would like to stay far away as possible. So, uh, Yichud is seen as one of the examples, potentially even on a Torah level, of the concept of making a getter. The other place you find a concept in this week's parsha is the concept by a Nazar. The Nazar is not allowed to drink wine. The, pro- the main, main prohibition is drinking wine. So the Rishadim already said the idea that a Nazar cannot eat grapes. He cannot eat the pits of grapes. That the more says that's because we have a concept. By a Nazar, you tell a Nazar stay away from the stay away from the vineyard. Right? You don't want you to come to drink, to drink wine. Just keep your distance from the vineyard, and you won't come to drink wine. So that, that is an example. Masil Sharm writes that's an example of a concept which Chazal use called a getter on a Torah level. It's a getter. There is a protective fence, but it's on a Torah level. So therefore, um, I want to hear from the, tel- the name of the Tel Zerav. So that he said that every type of unhago which the Torah expects of us will give us one example on the Torah level, and we're supposed to extrapolate that this is the way we're supposed to act and apply it to other areas as well. So the example of the Nazar is the example of how we um, create Gedor. The example of Alul of an Esrig, we talk about beautifying it in a tremendous way. It gives an example of how you're supposed to beautify a mitzvah. So it's not limited only to Lulav and Esrig. It applies to many mitzvahs, but the Torah gave it in one place. The Torah gave us the, the, the concept, and we, we're supposed to extrapolate from there. So even though it's a, even in a situation where it's rabbinic, it's something which is very serious. In Kabbalah Karma, a situation where it's a Torah level, it's a problem. The Jemalchakas and the Paiskim is the prohibition of Yichud only limited to the fact that we're concerned about it bringing, coming to something worse because in a situation of Yichud a man and woman are, are, are in seclusion that creates a certain intimacy etc they might end up doing something but that itself is improper being in that state of intimacy itself is already improper to do um, so one of the potential differences is short term Yichud short term Yichud will 
I'm not sure we'll get to there time-wise in the shear. Right? There are time limits. There's a minimum time which Chazal defined is what's called Caesar. It's relevant for the Saita. So um, that the man warned his wife and said, do not be with this man in seclusion. There, it's only a problem there, there a certain amount of time. It's not a very long amount of time. I'm calling how long that is. But whatever it is, and we learn out from there to the B'yichud. What about a Chati Shir? Uh, is there a concept of a Chati Shir that that in regards to Yichud? Uh, the example of that being an elevator. Man and woman get an elevator together. Right, they're going to be in the door shuts. They're going to be, especially if you're dealing with some uh, some some very tall buildings. They have they'll have a high speed elevator. You know, to the 50th floor, and not, it goes straight to 50th floor, and then for 51 and up, it stops every floor. So, so from the the ground floor till floor 50, there's a minute before it gets there. So there's a minute where they're by themselves. There's nobody else there. That's not that's it. That's not the, the sheer yichud, but it's less than the sheer yichud. Is, is it a problem? So Menashe Klein and Chuba says it's a problem. He feels that even Katsi sheer is also by yichud. Many other persons disagree and say that, that, that the yichud is only a yichud which could come to something of uh, a full-fledged act of of sexual intimacy between a man and a woman. That's the only thing. If, if it can't, there's not enough time to come to that. The prohibition of yichud doesn't apply, and that's uh, an example. That would be the elevator situation. From floor to floor, it's so minimal amount of time that uh, that you know any. Now, when we say there's a time limit to yichud, whatever the shear is, the small shear is about a minute and a half. Uh, some suggest three minutes, five minutes, whatever the number is. Um, the fact that the two people are in a situation of yichud and they plan to leave before the time passes, but there's nothing compelling them, is, is not called. Uh, that's not called a, a, ta- a valid pachazmikashir p- because they can extend it, and that's part of what we're afraid of that they might extend it. Um, many, many situations of yichud, people don't go into the situation planning to do something wrong. The situation develops, and that's what we're afraid of. We're talking about a case situation where, by, which, against their plans, against their will, it's going to be forced upon them that it's going to be curtailed. So, the example is the elevator. Any moment the door could open. He has no. You have no control over that. So, so that's the situation, which would be a good example of that. Um, okay. So the, the, there's this prohibition, which is on a Torah level. What exactly? What are, what are some of the, the areas which we have to look at to define what, what is prohibited? So there's really three different areas which we have to look at. We have to look at the individuals involved and, and define which individuals are not prohibited and which are which are prohibited. We have to define what's the definition of being together, so that will, um, based on the the place itself, how open or closed it is. And then, are there any types of heterim which are built into the situ- into this into the system because of the n- natural instinct of fear, which which plays out in the world of Yichud? Um, so, those are the three things we have to look at. We have to look at the individuals involved. We have to look at the the, the place, so the, the the people, the place, and um, we already spoke about the time. And then there's a question: Are there are there any other heterim? Uh, I want to talk about those last points. Um, and clarify it and then move back and actually go back to the first point. So we're saying, well, you know, we don't have to, we, we have to define, there's a, there's a concern of, the Chazish says that the nature of people when they're about to do something wrong, which they feel that they know is wrong, and they don't want it to be revealed that they're doing something wrong, they start having a rational fear. Person is about to steal for the first time in his life. He's never stolen before. He's standing in the store. He's about to steal, like he's 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 inside of his mind. He's he's going back and forth, etc. And any possibility that anybody might see him will make him run away and be scared. 
person who's been stealing on a regular basis doesn't have that 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 compunction is not there. That moral compunction is not there. But a person who's not done something wrong before will have that type of attitude. So that creates two things. That creates number one that we can create what what seem to be almost irrational heterim. And we, it helps us define what type of individual the, the, yichud, the, the rules of Yichud and the Hetairim Yichud apply to. So if a person who has, has, does not have a limit, he's not careful in these areas. Right? It's a person who is not careful in the, the barriers between man and a woman will not have the same level of compunction of doing something wrong as a person who's never done something wrong in this area and he's being tempted into the first situation was saying, you know what, don't allow yourself to be tempted. You know what, if anything potentially could be uh, discovered, I, the temptation is destroyed. Uh, the Gemara says, uh, just an example, the Gemara says that around Chasida, the Gemara says there's a person, the Gemara in the Kedushan, that there's a person named Rabbi Amram, and he, the Gemara gave him the title of a chasida. That's quite a, quite an appellation. The Gemara calls him a chasida. That's quite an appellation. And the Gemara says one time he was tempted to do something improper with a woman, and he screamed out, "There's a fire!" Somebody came running. There's a fire. Running fire was a tremendously scary thing. You know, the houses were wood. There was no way to control it. People came running right away. They saw him there, and the fact that people were there helped them control themselves not to do anything wrong. The the, uh, the temptation abide, uh, was was abated, so they said you know it's pretty embarrassing. The Talmudim said you know you've embarrassed us in front of all these people. The people think the rabbis you know have, are horrible people. They says well you know what yeah but I'd rather not <coughs> do that and not and not, not sin than be than have to have the bear in my on my conscience. With such a person, the fact that somebody's coming is going to be is going to be a, uh, something which will a negative motivator not to do it. Somebody else, okay, no, no, they're not the end of the world. So seclusion with somebody who's considered halachali a poritz is more problematic in halacha than somebody who's not considered a poritz. So the the assumption in halacha. Um, that a non-Jew is not necessarily careful about the, many of these areas, so he has a bit of importance. Um, a person, any person who's involved who, who's not Sherman Nagia, these type of things, is considered a parents. Ravadja is a true, he holds any person who has a television is considered, if you're willing to watch whatever is available on the TV nowadays, maybe that's considered a parents. So I don't know how far you want to take it. Right? But th- th- that's how far the person we're grappling with this issue. The sensitivities have been dulled, and the person doesn't have the same fear, this irrational fear. The Chazanish used it to explain the concept called Baal Be'ir, or Pesach Pesuach. So the, there's a Mechloik, one of the terms is known as Pesach, if, if, the, if the, there's an open door. So how open does an open door have to be? <coughs> so according to some person, it has to be actually wide open. And, but some person says it doesn't have to be wide open, it can be unlocked. Now, when was the last time somebody walked into this, into this house to, through an unlocked door on his own volition instead of you know, actually knocking and waiting to be admitted? Never happened. So why does that work? So Hazi says because of this irrational fear. Yes, it's never happened before. But the person does something he doesn't want to really do to some extent, and he's being tempted. He says, "Oy vey, now it's going to be the time that somebody's going to walk in." It's an irrational fear, but that's how people think. So that's the hetar pesach is built on this irras- irrational fear. Um, and therefore, he passes even in a situation where the door is not necessarily even wide open. And even nowadays, even if the door is wide open, when was that somebody walked in unannounced? Um, is it considered that a parrot doesn't care about Pesach Pesach? Or? 
So the the the, 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 the of doesn't work by apartments. So the person can say even though pesimism doesn't work, but if an actual open door, people can actually see in as long as the person stays within the the side view of the person who cares is within side view of the of the actually being visible. That is sufficient. I mean, if the if the person in question in the house is a parutz, is there a parutz? Is the pesach pesuach good enough to not be? There's two parutz. So if the person, you need, I need two people. If one of the two people is parutz, right? So pesach pesuach is not sufficient. Right. That's right. Okay. But an actual open door where people can see in, <coughs> and and the, the person who's concerned by yichud stays within that the, the view. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's not seclusion. This area is to be secluded. They're not secluded because the, it's equivalent to be, 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 being. This is what we say in the middle of, that, that you know you're out in the street. The guys are porous, but you, there's no seclusion. We have to have they, it, there has to be an assumption of seclusion. So that's the definition of, of location. So um, so that's an example of the, the Chazanishas uh, explains the, the, one of the term called Pesuah, the logic behind that. Okay, so now going back to our individuals, say, so who does the halacha apply to? It applies to a man and a woman. The halacha is that two men and one woman is not usher. So in general, the the two men would be embarrassed to do something, each man would be embarrassed to do something improper with the woman because in, in, in the, the presence of the other one. So therefore, there's no issue of yichud in that situation. Two prutzim does not have the hatos. That woman doesn't have a situation. If she's with two men which are prutzim, she has a problem with yichud even when there's two men there. One man with two women, the more says it's usher. Um, the, the, the impropriety which potentially one man can do, he can uh, potentially do something imp- improper with two women and uh, quote unquote get away with it. <coughs> multiple men with multiple women is not usher. It's not yichu. One man with multiple women, Rashi says that's mutter. Not all the person agree to that, but Rashi says that's mutter. We rely on that in situations which we need to. Um, so that's the amount of people. Sorry, I thought Rabbi just said one man with two women is a problem, but well, multiple women, meaning more than one? More, more than two women. More than two. two. Right. Well, so a man saying a shear for 50 ladies, it's one man with multiple women. Right. So at some point it's not called Yichud anymore. What's multiple? That's a, it seems to be a local that ready three or four, Rashi even three or four is sufficient. Uh, most, we don't rely on that heter alone, unless you have other, other considerations. Um, a, a, a child who is under the age of of um, having any type of built, built, built to be to be aroused desire etc. Um, is not considered a problem. Yichud. So more common situation comes with the babysitting situations. You have a girl who's over bas mitzvah, so she has a iser yichud, and you have a young boy, so it's not a problem. Um, that young man can act as a shimer if he's old enough that he understands what's going on. So if anything proper happens, since he won't be pulled into the mix, he will then act as a shimer. So if there's an older boy and a younger boy, the younger boy can act as a shimer to permit the situation for the the older boy as well. Um, and vice versa, if the, you'd have a male taking care of, taking care of female children, you'd be able to have the, 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 that type of situation as well. Um, there's a heter known as Bala Be'ir. So Bala Be'ir means that a woman 
if the husband is in the same city, so uh, it, it, she doesn't have any servichud with with another man. Balabir does not work in a situation where, where it's liba gospel. A woman who's very familiar with with this individual, so a common situation. We said an aunt is a problem of yichud. So uh, and, and a nephew and an aunt would be a problem of yichud, but they're liba gospel. They're very familiar with each other. So Balabir would not help in that situation. Pesach Basuch would Balabir would not help. So defining the definition of ear is quite challenging. So first of all, we assume it has to be the woman's at home or even if the woman's somewhere else not at home, as long as the husband knows where she is. Uh, does it have to be the husband as possible that he can return? Does it have to be because the woman's scared any moment the husband might pop in? So that creates a certain aim of that she won't do something improper. Um, but if the wife knows the husband not, is not, is, cannot pop in any moment, um, she has tracking on her phone where her husband's location. Right? She knows exactly where the husband is, and he's right now somewhere stuck in the middle of Manhattan, and she lives on Long Island, and it's going to take him you know, an hour and a half to get home. So it's not going to happen. On the other hand, or is it this creates a certain mentality of how she relates to the room when the husband is, is present? So how far do you expend, extend that? The assumption of Allah is that even if the husband is not necessarily able to get home, if it's perceived to be in the same place, there's a certain relationship which that, that, that generates and that will create the Hatha Um I just want to touch on location and the system of the bench. Um, so an open area is not considered, if they're not, they're not in close proximity to each other, there's a man on one end of the field, a woman on the other end of the field, that's not considered. So I'm taking a walk in the morning and go to the park, and far in the distance is another woman, that's not Yehud. If it's late at night or very early in the morning and there's all the people present and we're right next to each other, that's Yehud. If any moment people show up, that's not called Yehud. It's, it's not a situation of seclusion. But even in a situation of seclusion, it's late at night. If we're not near each other, there's no intimacy which is developing. A, 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 a man is bringing a babysitter home late at night on a side street and there's no cars around. That's the situation of Yichud. A person comes back on a date and he's sitting with somebody in the car. Um, there's a situation they're next to each other and there's nobody around. So how often does somebody have to pass by to be considered that's not secluded? The assumption of the person is that every 10 minutes or so a car passes by. That's considered as not secluded. Um, okay, you know, let's hold it here for now. And we'll...